0: latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. Uh, if you are listening on high-fidelity speakers or the your top-of-the-range beats by Dr. Dre headphones, you may notice a slightly clearer sound to this week's recording, because we are unusually all together in the studio, and uh, we have a record no- attendance for an episode of EG LSM, because uh, today I'm joined by Head of Content, Emily Wright, News Editor Pui Guan Man, and Deputy Editor Tim Burke. Uh, and this is the first time I've seen them in person in twenty months.
1: Look at us all making direct eye contact <laughs> while we speak. This is unheard of.
0: It is absolutely. And we're
2: all so much older now than we were when we saw each other before, as well. So the eye contact is impressive. <laughs> I'd say.
0: Agreed. Uh, I'm I'm just struggling to see Pui across the room. That's uh, <laughs> that's how that's how uh, much I've deteriorated over over the, <laughs> the last year and a half. Um, so, how are you all? How are you enjoying being back in in the office?
2: Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. It it has been, it, you know, the first couple of weeks were brilliant really really good it was kind of a, a snapshot into a, to into a utopia that could be but it's just not going to be mm. um, it was back in late August early September when everybody was still a bit tentative about it and there was always the seat on the train and, and the tube wasn't too crowded and it felt like a, a really lovely experience to come back into the centre of London and um, it's still good to be in but it's it's returning to uh, pre pre-pandemic volumes and it does make you think that there are certain ways that we got used to living our lives that then we went and lived them in a different way and when you're standing on a very very crowded platform first thing in the morning um it, it does make you think it does make you think. But so far, all right. Those are my thoughts. Anyway, We, what do you reckon?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just nice to see everyone in 3D again. And I don't think there's really any substitute for, you know, face-to-face stuff like this. Like, you know, seeing yep. you guys all <laughs> around a table, you guys. Um, but also it's just, you know, uh, yeah, th- 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 there is a sense, as, as Emily is saying, of um, of normalcy. Or sort of getting back to kind of a sense of, of you know, um, of... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know where I was going with that <laughs> train of thought, to be honest. But it is nice to to have that again.
1: Commutes are still no fun, though. No. That's,
3: that's the thing. I think. No, that's I
1: the one thing. And I've got a short commute, so I shouldn't even moan, but I still don't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by how busy my train was this morning. This is the first, my first day back in London since March 2020. Oh. And it was, a, it was a busy train. And yeah. I did not enjoy setting an alarm for 6am no. um, Oh no! for the first time in a very long time.
2: A shock, isn't it? A shock to mm. the system. I got my first tut today on a train. Yeah,
0: that's a rite of passage back isn't into it? normalcy. Well, I just
2: thought, Oh god, have we learnt nothing.
1: <laughs> what was it? What had you done?
2: Nothing. <laughs> well, Honestly. obviously, you would say that, but yeah. I mean, it was aimed at something, wasn't it? Well, I'll tell the story. Um, I got onto the train and it was crowded, and there was, um, a, you know, the four seats where you get two facing two, mm. um, and there one in the corner, the far corner, was empty, and it just required me to. Well, as we all used to, clamber somewhat over a fellow passenger to get to the seat. Why that passenger couldn't be on the seat nearer the the window themselves, I don't know. Um, But yeah, the the tut, you know, just the inconvenience of someone else's day just by being in the same train carriage as them is something that I really did not miss.
1: Was the tut mid-clamber or was it after you'd no, settled yourself it, it was, and there was sort of a dirty look it, it was the
2: realization that I wasn't just going to stand and look at the seat mm. I was going to sit in it so it was the, after the excuse me that I got the tut so it wasn't it wasn't even post clamber or mid clamber it was
0: there's an empty this is seat what we've all product. missed <laughs> you know, the pre clamber tut uh, Britain is getting back to normal uh, I think confirmation um <laughs> And I think we'll probably return to some of our, our pandemic experiences is after. But um, Pui, Tim, if you could sort of catch us up on what some of the big stories have been this week.
3: Uh, yeah well i mean our, our front page this week so um btr uh, listeners are breathing a sigh of relief i think um after escaping a 2 billion pound uh, developer tax um so there'd been some intense uh, lobbying from the industry um and engagement with the housing minister and the Depar- well the department of levelling up i think that's what they're called now um yeah. and um, living it
0: up the department of living it up let's call it living it up
3: yeah, yeah sure why not <laughs> and um, Um, and the Treasury as well so um, no doubt the sector um, is feeling uh, relieved that their voice has actually been heard which is quite nice Um, and uh, the London office uh, deals uh, keep coming too and um, you know letting deals such as Tech Unicorn Marshmallow, which brilliantly named, um, shows that appetite, appetite, excuse me, for officers is staying strong. And uh, prime rents in the West End too, uh, now rising to some 117 pounds 50 per square foot now. So there's a kind of post-pandemic dash for eco-friendly spaces that has been pushing up rents. So uh, sort of a a nice healthy picture uh, for uh, prime officers all round, I would say, yeah.
1: And um, welcome signs of a recovery as well in the loan market. So um, quite a busy week for news coming out of the the financing market. Bayes Business School, which does uh, does a couple of big surveys each year to work out how much is being lent and by whom has found that um, origination over uh, the first half of the year is back up to its level at the same point in 2019. So the big plummet that we'd seen in New real estate loans being made in the UK during the pandemic has um, has has bounced back. Some interesting sort of trends there as well in terms of who's lending what. So we're seeing we're seeing German lenders retrench pretty notably from um, from the UK market. We're seeing a lot of the debt funds stepping in to to take their place, and uh, some of the big clearing banks are still also pretty. Um, Pretty risk averse at the moment, but there are there are definitely opportunities for a lot of firms coming through there. So in in this week's magazine, I had a chat with the head of Investex private client lending team, and they've uh, they've lent over the last six months. Uh, I, I think it's more than the amount that they lent in all of the previous twelve months combined. So definite signs that that market's bouncing back. And um, uh, we also had a story running in in this week's magazine about Carlisle and Apollo, the big uh, big fund houses, and Pricey Capital joining together to plough more than £70 million into a big resi development in in Chiswick. So market awash with money, looking for a home. Obviously, that that can make you think we'll need to watch out for bubbles, we'll need to watch out for over-leveraging. But at the moment, it, it looks like there's not too much to be afraid of there.
0: And and the the EG interview is always an interesting read, but particularly so this week.
1: It's that back to the office theme again. So I had a chat for our Future of London program with Alex Marsh, who's the UK head at Klarna, which is a Swedish fintech that offers um, kind of buy now, pay later Mm. um, offering to to retail consumers. Uh, He was chatting about their decision to take a new HQ in London and it's WeWork space. So this company was leasing a traditional office just off uh, Oxford Circus. The lease ended during the pandemic and I guess like so many business leaders, uh, they had to work out, do we need to stick with that model? Do we get flexible space instead and have that ability to, to to shift with whatever the post-pandemic you know working practices looks like? They went for that option. So they've taken some WeWork space and I had a chat with Alex about how that's going to then uh, affect a new hybrid working policy for that company. So they're, they're giving all of their staff a specific day of the week that they've got to come into the office. He wants everyone in the office at the same time. Um, and then giving them flexibility around the rest of the week as to whether they, they work at home or, or come in. But it's, it's interesting to get, that, um, to get that message kind of right from, from somebody on the ground as to what they want there their company's working practices to look like. I know you talk to real estate agents, and they will, uh, you know, they will all have a particular view as to whether um, where the companies want flex space, traditional space, how many people they want back in the office. Always interesting to hear directly from the occupiers themselves what they're what they're planning.
0: My biggest lockdown indulgence was bought with Klarna. What was it? Uh, I bought a uh, wonderful wooden rowing machine the same one that Claire Underwood uses in House of Cards on Netflix. And I saw it years ago and thought, that's fantastic. And it's, it's, it's a wooden contraption with a, uh, a big sort of plastic thing at the front full of water, and then the rotor blade goes through the water as you row. Uh, if only I'd I thought, known, I would have flagged this during the interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Klarna was an option, and it was interest-free, so I thought, yeah, why not?
2: You know, I didn't know what you were going to say when you said that you, you your luxury lockdown purchase <laughs> had been, it was through Clonop. I knew it would be, it would be good, but I could never have guessed what you just said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it seems like a great opportunity to go around the table. I, mean, what, I didn't buy
2: anything like that during no, lockdown. <laughs> no lockdown
0: indulgences for you, Emily?
2: Um, oh, I'm just trying to think. Lockdown indulgences. Well one thing that i did really enjoy doing was um support it was just, it was actually genuinely born out of supporting local businesses but um ordering some of the like the, the food and stuff that, that local businesses were doing to keep keep themselves going mm. and that really that actually was a bit of an indulgence really in the end um but well the one thing vegetarians turn away now but one thing i discovered was um well, on, let me get this right Wagyu beef cheeseburger sausages <laughs> I oh, mean oh, they sound brilliant how you can get that number of different kind of seemingly opposing ideas into one thing <laughs> I don't know but yeah they, they I, I don't they, they did them through lockdown it was HG Walter the butcher oh. I don't know if they're still doing them but it was like the Wag- Wagyu beef sausage with mixed in <laughs> with mustard ketchup gherkins and cheese and that became a hot dog wow that really is stand out for me. I'm sure there are other things, but for me, the ragu, beef, cheese, burger, hot, uh, sausages were, were a highlight. I'm so hungry
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys, anything?
1: I think mine was right back at the start of the first lockdown, a Disney Plus subscription. Oh, very wise. Mm. Never regretted it, never looked back. <laughs> Apart from when I'm trying to actually use it and the uh, user interface is just the worst thing that i've uh, I've experienced. Apart from that, the programming, very good. I think Pre probably has this as it's all beat.
3: Well well, I wouldn't I, I don't know about luxury, um, <laughs> or particularly sort of well, maybe it is a bit indulgent <laughs> purchase, but um, I've bought a flat. so <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely quite scary, quite exciting.
2: Congratulations.
3: Uh, thank
0: you very much. Well, I can recommend you a, a rowing machine. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: And I know Emily has been very excited about coming back on EG Light Sunday morning because she enjoyed the experience of the quiz so very much last time. But oh. unfortunately, we have all uh, been very busy with some, some training uh, this morning. Uh, and uh, uh, I have not had my usual preparation time, which may come as a little bit of a surprise to regular listeners that any preparation time is involved at all. Um so there is no quiz this week. So I I thought we we could maybe talk a little bit more uh about our experiences during the pandemic and and on our our return to work and and what 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 some of the biggest changes have been for you as a result of this period.
2: I think that I mean like lots of people I think it's it's made me think much harder about the way I, I live my life and the way I want to live my life but actually what I'm currently feeling at the moment, I don't know if anybody else feels the same, is a slight nervousness around how quickly I imagine that might leave um, my you know my way of being. I think that it, it, it has not taken long. Mm. People forget very, very, mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. And if you if you think back to what happened, and you know we were told to stay at home, not touch anybody, you know grandparents didn't meet new babies, you know, um, we, we, people didn't see relatives for, for years, um, and people were washing their shopping. Do you remember that? Yeah, washing yeah. their shopping. Yeah. You know, it just seems yeah. like such a long time ago. And just just the last couple of days of seeing how life is returning, it's making me feel a bit like all the lessons that we all said we'd all learn I'm not sure mm. I'm not convinced and I'm not saying that as a negative mm. because I, I think that it's It's fantastic to get back it's good to see people as Pui said there is no substitute for 3D in real life or 4D I should say um, you know um, life and it would be horrible and very sad if we had to spend the rest of our lives in isolation of course but I think there were really good lessons that, that could have been learnt and I don't want to be too negative, but I do just want to sort of call that out because mm. I sense that it's not going to take long before people forget. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it.
1: Does it feel to you like we're getting back to the old normal already?
2: Yeah, it does. and And, and sort of very, very quickly. Much quicker than I thought. I mean, we, we've only—it's only really that we've been back at the office officially here since the fourth of October, mm. um, and that was what two weeks ago, mm-hmm. less than. Um, and you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with the way that we that we were living before, but I do think that the pandemic really helped people to identify some ways in which they could make it better for them. Mm. And I hope people keep hold of that. I hope people are you know firm. About what makes them happy and what works for them because ultimately that will make for a more productive happier workforce wherever you are
1: I think when you mentioned family that really that really stuck with me I went for eighteen months without seeing my parents and mm. it just when I finally did I didn't expect it to feel as emotional as it did and i I've, I speak to them far more often now since we all went into lockdown and mm. we've gone through this like it, I could you know mm. I could go for quite a while without talking to my dear old mum and now we're speaking way more regularly throughout the week and it feels quite lovely I think a new appreciation for family
0: we've definitely done more um, video things with family which you even if you live hours apart you would never have thought to do uh, before 2020 yeah yeah, that's true and I think that's that's something in personal lives that will yeah. will continue.
2: Well, we set up a, um, a rota in my family. I mean, I've, I'm very lucky I've got two gran- grannies still alive, but they're both on their own. One's been on her own for a very long time, but one was quite recently on her own before the pandemic. So my grandfather died about a year before. Um, so it was all quite new for her. And, we, and it's, a, it's a big family on that side. So we came up with this rota where somebody would phone every day. So mm. every day of the week she had a phone call coming in. And you know what? We all had to sort of look at ourselves a bit and think, her husband hasn't been around for a year. Why has it taken this long for the family yeah. to get together and say, do you know what we need to do? We need to make sure that someone's phoning her every mm. day. And I think it's that kind of thing that, you know, those sorts of lessons are so, so invaluable. Um, so those are a few more of my thoughts.
0: And um, we, we heard a lot during the pandemic about people who, you know, were relocating, who were moving away from cities to further in the countryside. And it might be interesting uh, in 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 the weeks and the months as as we as people are returning to as people start to realise the reality of what they've done and if they do have to come into London three days a week, the commute that they've signed up for because
1: I don't think I know anyone who moved in the end. I heard oh a God. lot of people talk- talking about it. <laughs> I'm about
2: to do it. I'm doing it in like Oh wow! Six weeks. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> so I really hope that the commute I've signed myself up for isn't too. Horrendous. Book her in now. For that <laughs> <call> in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, no. I was one of those people. Okay. Yeah, but then I, it's interesting. I was writing so much about it as mm. well, and I and I fell into a category of people that, um, you know, when I was talking to. You know contacts around the trend a lot of them very correctly identified the difference between people just knee jerk leaving mm. and people who have been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It was part of the plan, and then they thought you know what? what's now, just the time, now. Yeah. so that's that's what 's happening with with me it's not like you know i've you know had enough mm. of London because of what happened yeah. um but it was just accelerated, I think, mm. but i 'll let you know i 'll be but i after christmas i 'll let you know how the commutes going
0: yeah. Your flat's not in the Lake District or anything.
2: <laughs> well, no, I've done the opposite.
3: So everyone's moved out into bigger spaces, and I've I've been, you know, arguably the idiot. I've moved in for less space. <laughs> well, you
0: sense the opportunity, you know. So.
3: Well, it's what it's about, and you know, I was totally agreeing uh, with uh, Emily and Tim on on what they were saying about you know the lockdown, uh, you know, causing you to reevaluate your priorities and and mm. what's important to you. So, I mean, I was talking for ages about, um, you know, um, moving to an area that would have meant, um, you know, an hour's tra- uh, an hour's worth of travel back to see my mum. But, mm. um, you know, but lockdown kind of changed that and I ended up moving um, just, you know, sort of 15, 20 minutes um, away from her, rather than, you know, an hour as, mm. as, I, as I previously thought, just because I thought, I figured during lockdown, it made me realise it's important to, you know, stay close to family and, mm. you know, yeah.
2: Um, hmm. yeah.
0: How was that, Emily? Was that better or worse than a quiz?
2: Oh God, infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I you know. I quizzes. I'm. I. I don't think anyone here will be surprised to to discover that I am often um, asked to refrain from participating in family quizzes at Christmas <laughs> um, because I am a touch on the competitive side. Um, and if I don't know the answer, I, it actually. I mean, it haunts me for quite some <laughs> time <laughs> afterwards.
1: Missing word round. <laughs> Marshmallow blank <laughs> New Shoreditch HQ
2: But this is a quiz <laughs> I mean I know I know I know that I know that that's where they are All going And that's very exciting For the, for
0: it, the it, unicorn it is, Marshmallow is, This is a question That would absolutely Nailed on have been in the quiz Had there been a quiz Go on please
3: uh, No well I've, Now Well now
0: i <laughs> It's a
1: pun no It's a pressure, pun Think, mar- also, think Marshmallow pun
3: can you repeat S- the question? Marshmallow
1: <laughs> blanks new Shoreditch HQ.
3: Um, I was, I I I was going to <laughs> <already. I was laughs> <gonna laughs> say roast, but that doesn't make sense. Close, like, so oh, close. Really? It's toast. good, toast. but it's not toast. right. Toast, toast. toast. That's marshmallow,
1: yeah. Yeah. toast. I, uh, sublime. <laughs> I tweeted marshmallow has taken some more London office space, and it's only got one like on Twitter from Alex, who wrote the story, which which means it's worse than having no likes.
0: Uh, please do seek out Tim's tweet and uh, and give it your likes uh, Ghostbusters is coming to cinema soon as well so there will be lots more marshmallow based yes. jokes that could be um, could be used
1: I tried to work out how I could get that into it but uh, I didn't
0: oh, Well, next time uh, well, thank you uh, once again all of you it's fantastic to see you uh, in person and to be all together in the studio please at home don't get used to this sound quality uh, we will likely be back uh Recording over Teams for the foreseeable future due to uh, the difficulties of scheduling everyone's diaries. But um, thank you, uh, as always, for listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.